This week's episode of the Inside Running Podcast is proudly sponsored by On. On Track Night Series takes over the Zatapec 10 this December in Melbourne. On Track Night celebrates the running community. The shared passion, the competition and the camaraderie, it's all there. High energy affairs with loud crowds pushing athletes to greater heights. Join us as Lakeside Stadium comes to life on December 2nd. Visit ontracknights.com for more information. Welcome to episode number 312 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Coming at you a day late this week, but we're finally here. Not much to go through, so it might be a bit of a quicker show than you're used to in the uh, previous weeks. Welcome to my co-host, is Dan Anglesey, the 214 Marathon Man and the only Australian representative we sent in the male marathon at the 2019 World Championships in Doha. Welcome to you, Julian Spence. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Haven't said that. Every, every time reckon that intro, how many times reckon that intro has got to run? Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. That's for sure. I always think if this is your first episode, you're tuning in. I just want to let you know we've got some class on our panel. Yeah, that's how I. With every single person I meet, same thing. They they need to know. <laughs> they, they might not know yet, so I've got to tell them. That's it. My other co-host is up in Canberra, just telling us off air how he's been breaking up fights at school today. He's uh, yeah, been been getting into some um, heated situations. He's a two seventeen man back in two thousand and eighteen. I'm going to say at the Lake Bewell Marathon. How are you, Croaks? I'm good, thanks, Brady. Yeah, it's been a jam packed day, but happy to be here. That's good. Yeah, jam packed day for you for sure. Uh, we are a day late. That's my apologies because I was in Melbourne yesterday for my daughter's medical appointments. So, uh, Patreon supporters, that's affecting you more than anyone, so thanks for still sticking by us, and that's why we're coming at you a day late. Let's uh, talk about some running, though, boys. I think you're going first this week, Moose. What have you been doing? I had a decent week, this one. I ran 120, oh, nah, a bit less than that, or maybe 122K, so pretty pretty good. I mean, it felt like 150K, but it was only 122 uh, I'll, I'll run you through it. I had a jog on um, Monday morning, of course. So I, actually, no, I skipped the morning. I went out and ran in the afternoon. So I ran with um, Bree and Bree and Peter were on the bike, and so I had Theo running next to me. So we did a short little loop before um, they took off on the bike down to the park, and I went and joined them running. Dropped the dog off. Ran up some super super steep hill, so this was this was a fucking hilly recovery run, and this is what this is what I've been dealing with lately. When I say 120k a week feels like 150, it's because of this. 260 meters in 10k, solid amount of climbing, uh, and done all on tired legs. Like that's coming after a pretty shit Sunday run where I 
was beat up and I hated it. But all this week, no signs of illness whatsoever. I, I, clear, waking up, no headaches, no fatigue, nah, no nausea. So it's, it's been a great week for me. I feel like the sickness has passed fully. I, I went for an hour on Tuesday morning. Um, this was me running an hour, trying to just trying to hit a, an hour on my easy days. Uh, and then did a workout on Wednesday morning. So went into Deakin and I used the cross-country path, which isn't really a cross-country path. It's just a loop around the outside of the campus on dirt. It's a great spot. It's hilly. It's just been redone. So they've um, stamped down the, the gravel a little bit and they've widened the path in spots. So it is really an ideal spot to do some some threshold stuff for me. I went to heart rate, so the first um, first rep pace was 3.27 and then this, I was taking 90 seconds of jogging between. Second rep was 3.31 but that was 28 meters of climbing and that so a bit slower and the third rep I went down 24 meters and the um, average pace was 3.21. So pace pretty dramatic changes but heart rate kept it kept it even and then i took what i take two minutes and and did 10 by 15 second hard hill sprints up the ramp that leads from the track to the car park and i felt this was a really nice way to get some fast like explosive stuff in after doing a relatively uh relatively slow threshold run just a just just get another just a tiny touch on another system without adding anything really to the recovery needs that was that was the purpose of that and i'm going to do that a lot more i feel like that's a really good way to to get some speed work in easily and if you're already in your race shoes you're already sweating a ton you're feeling like you want to do like you want to work hard it, it's so much easier than doing if you run an hour from home and finish at home when the easy thing is just to walk in the house. Like that's that's when I've often planned to do these surges or hill reps or um, strides and drills and I never do them. But if I plan to do them when I'm away from the house, it's so much easier. Uh, and I, I, I like um, I feel a lot more motivated to do them because of that plus your body's plus your body's a bit more prime for it moose i find when you do these things after an hour run because you're going from easy pace to then pretty high intensity like you feel shit for half the yeah. half the reps yeah it, it takes a couple of reps to get going if you're doing them from easy but then you're right you're warmed up and the, the cool down feels great <laughs> after you've done like 10 hard heel surges it's only, I mean, I'm going up 15 seconds. I'm coming down 30. That's 45 seconds. That's seven and a half minutes. It, that's, that's nothing. That is so easy and quick to do without really adding anything. Like, it's just really good bang for your buck. Uh, next day, I ran that hour again, and I had a new shoe. I've got the Nike Vomero 17, and, and Nike's really struggled with training shoes the last i'm going to say like five years so this 
was a this has been a real highlight for me. I've I've, I've enjoyed this shoe a lot. It feels like a, a beefed up version of the old Pegasus Turbo, and and they still have the Pegasus Turbo Next Nature in the range, but it's it's dramatically different from what the Peg Turbo was. But this shoe here feels like everything that I liked about the Peg Turbo, but with more guts for a longer run, a uh, bit more everything, a bit more out of sole, a bit more cushion, a bit more lockdown, a bit more padding. So this is becoming my favourite shoe at the moment. And I've, it's sort of in that class where I look forward to going and putting it on each time. Like that's that's an intuitive way I know when a shoe's good for me, when I actually am looking forward to walking out the door going, oh, I get to run in you today. Like that's a, that's a sign things are going well for that shoe. I uh, did it double that day. That was um, Thursday. That was a nice day. I, I took a... I was away from the store that day, so I got out a bit earlier, 30 minutes. Um, next day, hour, out and back on this awesome dirt road. So out, if you follow this road, it actually takes you right to Ali's house. So we, we have the like almost continuation of our roads. Um, it's about, I'm going to say it's about 10K away from my house. Uh, so realistically, I could bump into her out the back in the middle of the bush because she runs on this all the time. Uh, going back is hillier for me, so the heart rate was higher, as expected. Did a workout Saturday morning, drove down the bottom of the hill, uh, did a yo-yo, like lactate shuttle type workout. Um, this was a very strange one. The heart rate for me, I could not get up. So you, you'll notice the first rep at 3.30 pace, the average heart rate for me on this rep was 143 beats. And... It like it was working. So I was watching the changes in the heart rate. I would go up a slight hill. I would notice a slight increase, but it was just about 10 to 15 beats lower than what it normally would be. And I could not understand it one bit. Like I had the brakes on thinking, like this isn't right. There's something wrong. I can't be pushing any harder than this because my heart rate is saying that I could. And, and, and I sort of got that with the next rep too. Like I was... I pushed, like this was uphill, around, so the first rep was 3.30, second rep I was supposed to come un, like over the, at threshold, and I did get it up there, sort of, but um, it was still only an average of 161, and it felt probably more difficult than that. Uh, and then I, the pace got slower, so I went 3.33, 3.17, 3.41, So the ons got harder, and by the end, I did get my heart rate, well, I didn't, don't think I even hit 170, which is pretty crazy for me because normally I, I find it easy to get to 170 so I, I was confused by this I didn't know that whether this was a heart rate monitor problem I was wearing the polar verity sense which is the armband optical which definitely is nowhere near as reliable as a chest strap so I kind of oh, really? wrote it I thought because that's what Andy and Ali both wear don't they yeah and it's it's nowhere near as accurate oh, okay. I, I, I'll tell you right now like yeah I was just Googling them the other day and that one popped up and I'm like, oh, maybe go for that one because I'd seen Ali and Andy wearing it. Well, I've had a – this is my third third version of it because I've lost a couple and every single one, like it just loses – there's a real lag on it. Yeah, okay. And then, and then there's also – it loses connection. And so some of Ali's runs I've noticed that they're like – it looks like a Lego mountain. You know, where it's real yeah. flat, then it climbs vertically and then real flat. Squares. And it just, yeah, squares. It loses, 
it loses connection a lot. Uh, and I noticed it also on um, my run, and I noticed it on another athlete I coaches run the other day, and I'm like, oh, not reliable, this thing. Um, That's good so, to know. Because I was yeah. just going off the Instagram pictures of those guys wearing it. It's So, I mean, the argument is that you don't need it to be 100% reliable all the time. And if the comfort factor outweighs the reliability factor, then go for it. Because it does get you, it does, it's way more comfortable than a chest strap. The chest straps, everyone hates them. So you can, if you're not that, like, if you're going out for an easy run or, and you don't really care, it's just there to track it, or if you're doing a workout and it's not super important, then go for it. But if I had an important heart rate workout, I would go for the chest strap over the, the armband. Um, Coros are bringing one out to Australia, uh, the same sort of thing as this Polar in November. So they, they might have better results than this one. Okay. Wait till November. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how we go with that one. I'll have a crack at it. Uh, did 10 by 10 second hills again after this. It, it added it to the cool down. And then um, had to double that Arvo, 30 minutes, 1080. Chucked a uh, heel pitch in, feels heaps better. It's a bit too mushy without it. And then had a real good long run on Sunday morning, two hours. Groups kind of got back together. Everyone's coming back from marathon, so there was a few like shortened loops just to give everyone enough volume or enough um, chance to break early. So we didn't go too far from, from home. But I ended up getting 27K, two hours, 427 average. Yeah, it was good. It's good to be back with the group. Good vibes coming back down the coast here. Is there a reason you're doing Wednesday, Saturday workouts instead of Tuesday, Friday? Uh, convenience, yeah, like at the moment. Time. Yeah, so I'm actually changing that now to I'm going to do it Wednesday, Friday because I'm not ready by Tuesday to do a workout. I can tell you that right now. The Sundays take too much out of me. So I want to do Wednesday, but it, and Saturdays are real convenient because I'm not working. And I can do them whenever. There's no rush. It's nice to have no time limit on the workout. But it, it's beaten me up for Sunday. Um, and Sunday's also my gym day. So I'm like going workout Saturday morning, double Saturday night, long run Sunday on hills, heavy gym Sunday arvo. And it's, it just cooks me. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to doing Wednesday, Friday, with Wednesdays being a bit more controlled and less stressful so that i'll be i won't be pushing things for the friday workout and the friday workout will be the bigger one. Oh, really yeah i thought you would have went the wednesday bigger one because you got the more recovery time mm. do you know what i mean you've got three days from sunday to wednesday yeah and then you just point. got 48 hours then i'd put a b workout on the friday so you, then you can kind of hit the long run in the gym yeah well i guess you going the Friday harder gives you even more recovery from the Sunday. It's, mm. That's yeah, a good but, question. What do you then, reckon, Craig? then you've got 48 hours until you get the long run. I gotcha. I'm mm. feel, I mean, I'm, I'm considering this. There's more than one way to skin the cat. What would you mm. do, Croaks, in that situation? Oh, I don't know. Like, I, like, now that I'm back to two sessions a week, I also like the idea of having more than one day recovery between sessions because – we only do two sessions a week, so I feel like you can get a little bit more out of them by having them spread apart. Whereas if you only got one day recovery, 
yeah, you, you have to have one of them that's, you know, not either too long or too hard. Um, yeah. We all agree yeah. with that, but now the question is, which yeah. one do you, which one do you turn uh, down? Because your, your Sunday yeah. is almost a session as well, Moose, isn't it? It is. It feels like it. Yeah. So you've got well, way worse after a Sunday than I do on a um, workout. Yeah. So I'd go focus on yeah. Wednesday and Sunday, and then have the mini workout on the Friday. I'd probably do the same because it's a big. It's a you know, if you're just doing like a half session or you know a control one on Wednesday, like it's a long time between sort of hard efforts, I suppose. Yeah. Test it out one week. So I just cracked this beer, sorry, mm-hmm. and it's and it's frozen, and it will not stop slowly frothing, and so I'm having. <laughs> uh, what, what beer a, is it? Yeah, tell us. The Mountain Goat. Um, what do they call this? Billy in the mid. Doesn't Bradio doesn't Bradio you some beers? Yeah, they're the ones I sent him. Oh, okay. Oh, you sent me some, did you? Yeah, those ones. <laughs> Billy in the mids. Haven't arrived yet. No, I'm in a few slabs of uh, debt. I'll be working on that. <laughs> Um, I'll fix you up. I'm good for me debts. Good week. How, how, you, how you feeling fitness-wise, Moose? Getting better. Give us a I percentage. Was, yeah. Like if 100% is fully fit, what percentage do you reckon you're at? Well, if Sydney Marathon was 85, then I would be at 70 right now. Okay. Hmm. Check I feel I, felt I had a great long run, so I was feeling real fit. I had a low heart rate. Sorry, this beer is just continually frothing. That's right. I'm only I'm on a bed and I've got nowhere to put it. We'll move to Croak so you can sort yourself out. I just got to smash this beer. <laughs> Bradley, what have you been doing? Uh, yeah, I had a pretty good week as well. Um, I guess compared to what I've been doing the last few months, got through two sessions, got through a long run, hit my um, peak mileage of 70k. So yeah, Monday was uh, yeah just the one run, um, 36 minutes, 429s. And then Tuesday group session, it was a hill session. And originally I was unsure whether I would do a hill session because it's very hard to keep your heart rate down on a hill. Um, but I thought, oh, if I just do it with like, you know, the 17, 30, 18-minute 5K runners, like the, the effort up the hills won't feel too bad, which it didn't. Like the session itself felt pretty comfortable. So the session was three 90-second reps, four 60-second reps and five 30-second reps. Um, and the recoveries are about 30 seconds longer than the reps. So having two minutes jog back down after the 90s, um, 90 seconds after the 60s and about a minute after the uh, 30 seconds. And so the way we treat this one is the the 90s and the jog back down is probably a bit more like tempo sort of effort. So you get a good like 10, 11 minutes of, you know, not killing yourself up the hill and then you can progress the effort as the reps get shorter. Um, as I said, the session for me felt like really comfortable. Like I definitely wasn't like nailing myself, but my heart rate was through the roof. Like one, it was, um, a little bit warm Two, fitness isn't amazing, but also it just goes to show like, and that's where I think hills are, hills are such good bang for your buck in terms of physiologically, like working really hard in terms of your heart rate without really feeling like you're running that hard. Like I hit mid to high one seventies, but was not. Whereas if, if I did that on the flat, I'd be running so hard. Um, so anyway, yeah, session went went well. Um, and then on the Wednesday, I did an hour. So my weekly structure now, because I've only got 70K to work with, I originally thought that I would have just one rest day. But it looks like now I'm actually just going to be doing five runs a week because for me to hit 70K a week, 
on six days of running, like I'm literally doing like 2K warm up, 2K cool down for the sessions. Whereas, you know, I prefer to be out there with the group, you know, doing 15 minutes at least warm up, 15 minute cool down. Um, I, I want to get through an hour midweek and I want to do sort of 90 minutes on the weekend. So that probably will get me fitter doing five days of, you know, slightly higher mileage on each day rather than six days where two of those runs are just 30 minutes. So, um, yeah, so Wednesday for me was an hour, um, 4.30s. Then Thursday I took off. Friday's session was a bit of fartlek, so 10 times two minutes on, one minute float. Uh, I would have averaged about uh, 3.30s. 3.30 K pace for the two minutes on and about four minute K pace for the floats. So that ended up being just under 8K, uh, 3.39 average. Um, we, had, we had a good turnout actually. Like, there's probably 15 people that rock up. And in, in my group, there's, I don't know, five or six. Um, but busy giving everybody their instructions before we started, about 20 seconds into the session, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I didn't put my heart rate monitor on for the session. So I'm not sure what my heart rate was there, but it felt felt pretty comfortable. Mm, we um, might see a bit of this going forward, I reckon, Moose. Just conveniently forgetting to put his heart rate on. Sorry, Andre. Yeah. Sorry, Andre. <laughs> I was too busy giving instructions out. No, <laughs> I'm happy to I put my heart rate monitor on tonight at the track. Um, yeah, no, so the, the only runs where I don't, like long runs now, at just – an hour and a half with the chest strap, like it, it just chafes the shit out of me. Um, yeah, like whereas I think anything under an hour, I, I can get away without it chafing me. Um, yeah, so anyway, that was Friday session. Saturday, actually Friday after the session, we headed down the coast. Um, I didn't run on Saturday because I only had like 20K to work with for my 70K um, and I wanted to do about 20K on Sunday. Uh, was going to run down the coast but woke up sunday morning kids wanted to go to, to the beach again and i just wasn't that inspired to run around Ulladulla or molly Mook. it's pretty crap running it's all just on roads um so i decided to wait until we got home that afternoon um which actually i, I thought i'd hate it more than i did but the fact that it's the first time i've been out so mulligan's loop like so the mulligan's nature reserve loops like 7k but you go through the gate on the other side and you can pretty much do 10k out and back and i haven't been through that section since june um and they've you know fixed up all the trails and so um i loved it so i did 20k 420s felt pretty good on this um had my first brown snake sighting for the year so that was cool. uh well for the, for the season i should say so that was um that was exciting but like tight, tight trail or wide no no it's pretty wide and so you know it's, it's wide enough that cars can drive on um, and it was sort of on the side of the side of the path, so I could just go, you know, to the extreme other side. Um, no but still, photo? sort of, was that no photo? No photo. I, don't, I didn't have my I didn't have my phone with me. Yeah. Did I tell you my mate found one in his house the other day? What brown snake? Yeah, upstairs mm. of his house in his daughter's bedroom. Oh. Yep. Where in the Chuka? Balama. Yeah. Yep. He lives down near the river because the river's high. They're kind of like moving. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, I was like, you are, that's my worst nightmare. Well, it's funny how, like... You got sent me a photo. You can see the kids caught in the background of the photo. Like, I'm always conscious of them in summer, but there's times in a run where you're just, like, not thinking about it at all, all, and then 
you sort of like, oh yeah, something just doesn't seem right over there, and then you look and you're like, oh shit, it's a snake. But then, and then for the rest of the run, you're really alert. Yeah, every that. stick is a snake after that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, that was a week of seventy k for me. So um, yeah, it was good. Body feels pretty good. Um, yeah, like even that long run, I you know towards the end, like my hip flexors were maybe getting a bit sort of just tight, but I haven't run, I haven't run ninety, or I didn't even do ninety minutes, eighty six minutes. Um, but yeah, I'll just keep knocking out weeks of seventy k off. Um, yeah, five runs a week. So I think I'll take, I think I'll start taking Mondays off and Thursdays off. Yeah. Okay. Good. The coast was Is good it- at your own old uh, family house the last time. Well, yeah, so, well, we'll go down again, I think, in maybe three or four weeks. But, yeah, we had a great time. The weather was nice. Like, it was a bit windy, but the kids loved it. So Lily's at an age now where she can, like, swim, like she can sort of survive. And so, um, the, you know, the waves weren't massive. So we actually um, like went out past the waves. So, like, you know, she was learning to dive underneath the white water and um, took the took the bodyboard out. And so it was the first time she'd sort of caught waves on the bodyboard. So... It was a, I guess, a proud dad moment because it's just like, you just take it for granted going to the ocean and just, you know, diving under the waves and, you know, swimming out the back or jumping on a board and catching a wave. But just to see them do it for the first time, like it's just a completely new skill for them and a, a new experience. So, yeah, it was um, it was good fun. Yeah, good. I'll whistle through this week, fellas. Monday, did 13K in the morning at 4.43s. Nice and easy. And Monday's morning's always got to be easy because it's edged between the Sunday long run and the Tuesday workout. So I just go super chilled out, don't look at me pace, get it done. Um, in the afternoon, I did 7K at 4.14s with a few surges in there and it felt amazing, which is probably a good sign that you've taken it easy enough on the Monday morning. Um, Tuesday, I did a K under threshold and then a K over. So I was kind of hovering around 3.10 for the ons and 3.30s for the offs, and I did five sets of that. So I come out at 10K at 3.19s, a nice workout. I kind of don't classify the 3.30s as like workout-y kind of effort, so it feels like you're just doing five by 1Kers, and you just get to tempo for, for three and a half minutes in the middle there. So mentally I find that workout pretty easy, and it's a good way to get some mileage in. In the afternoon, yeah, I did 7K at 4.21s, Wednesday morning, just an easy 13K at 4.28s. Thursday, I got back on the uh, 2K loop for a bit of a steady run. Did a 20K at four, uh, three, sorry, 3.46s. And um, yeah, got rolling a bit. Ghostface killer. Come on my like iPoddy thing at like 3K. And from then on, I was locked in. And um, yeah, it felt, you know, those mornings where just the weather's nice and you just feel like you're... I don't know, you're just rolling along okay. And that kind of 345 pace just felt really nice, like running fast but kind of running controlled. So, yeah, I've been enjoying doing that croaker pace, Bradley, after you suggested that previously. I noticed uh, there's been a bit of this, even like your Sundays now. Sunday, man, I actually got rolling on the Sundays. I'd like to get Moose's thoughts on a couple of these runs in the one week. Well, you know why I'm doing it, because the workouts are so easy. Mm. So at the moment, my goals are... To, so about a month ago, after I come back from Braille, I was like, I just need a month of like decent mileage. So I don't really want to smack the workouts, but I want to hit, you know, minimum of 150k a week. And to do that, I want to stay away from getting injured. So I'm going to back the workouts off a bit and then kind of get rolling a bit on the long runs, try to get some good mileage. Um, kind of always like thinking ahead. Like when I'm doing that workout Tuesday, it's like 
don't murder this last rep in 301 because I want to feel good on the Wednesday. And then it's like, yeah. So like the the power of the week is more important for me at the moment than one individual day. Um, and but I don't you think don't you think that um, you're kind of defeating the purpose of not pushing your workouts by pushing your easy days? Mm, I would argue that this isn't pushing the work. Like when I had my heart rate monitor on for this a couple of weeks ago, I think it was like 340 average. Sorry, 140 average for like 345s. 140 for 345. Yeah, that seems that seems really low. Yeah, I'll have to look back what it was. When was it? So let me just, I just want to look at your. Uh, go two, so you ran go two weeks ago on my Strava. I didn't uh, do it last I week. I care about that. I'm looking at this one today. So. I didn't have heart rate on today. Do you, when do you, do you ever have heart rate on? Um, I, this, is, this is why my wife purchased a new heart rate monitor off you a couple of days ago. Um, because mine's real dodgy, but I did a couple <laughs> of weeks. So, so, you probably, yeah, so, no. so it probably wasn't an average of no, 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 no. It was probably an average of 155. No, nah, you can tell when it's dodgy. You can tell when it's accurate because it's, um, I'm just looking at this day here. You can tell when it's accurate because the line doesn't jump up and about. Like sometimes I put this chest strap on and I warm up and it's like, I'm 170. Whereas this day, what was this, three weeks ago? Average 354s for 20K, and yeah, that was 145 average. Don't get me wrong, Brady. I, like, I, I like what you're doing, like, but I think you've taken it to the other extreme. Because I, you know, Elevation, 31 metres over 21K. So the reason why I brought you know you running faster on your easy runs was I just felt like with no elevation whatsoever, you running like 450s all the time for like midweek long runs and stuff like that, it's like, well... I think you can go a little bit harder than that given there's no elevation. But now you're running like a full minute of K faster. I've never done a midweek long run at 450s. I do like my day after the workout at like 440s, 450s. But if I'm doing like 20K, I'll be doing like 415s, 420s. But anyway, it works all right. I'll, I'll get a decent heart rate monitor and see how hard I am working. Or put a new battery in the one I've got at the moment. Oh, you got one? No, Carly got one. Because we, oh. we had a couple sitting here, but they're all dodgy. So, like, she went and purchased a new one off the running company Geelong. But I um, that's why I was looking at Ali and Andy's the other day. I've got to purchase yeah. my own. Invest Check in one. That, wait for that Coros. Not far off. Okay, yeah, November, did you say? Next next week. Yeah, it should, should be soon. Um, that was the morning, the 20K. And then the Arva, I did 8K at 4.25 so after school. Friday, I did um, I did some 300 meter efforts just on a straight road. Just made my watch beep every 300 meters. Did 16 of them, off 45 seconds walk. Just trying to get some some faster stuff happening. I don't know how accurate. Like, the, I, I reckon it'd be pretty accurate. Accurate straight road GPS. Um, but I got no idea like the paces and stuff like that. I was just pretty much running hard. I think they were around about like 50 seconds, probably average. Felt good to go a bit quicker. And then after school, I drove to Melbourne. I went to the uh, Lululemon Movement for Change event. So that was good. I actually picked up Andy Buchanan on the way through, actually. He was heading down to it. So picked him up in uh, Bendy on the way down. There was like a panel discussion, a couple of, uh, couple of drinks, celebrity basketball shootout, all those kind of things. Zach was in great form, absolutely chewing the ear off everyone, that guy. Just would have woken up with a few uh, LinkedIn what are they, friend requests on LinkedIn, Crooks? Do you know much about LinkedIn? No, I only use LinkedIn to uh, stalk patrons. Yeah, patrons supporters. He was he was in his element talking to some of like, the influencers and some of the big hitters there. Jeez, we met some people. 
What about would this? You, um, could would I you consider yourself one of those influences? <laughs> no, I wouldn't consider myself. I was just like a fly on the wall, just like. But you're not. So it wasn't a running event. No, it was like everything. No, there was there was some so runs there. If it wasn't there. a running event, what were you doing there? Exactly, I was just there, just um, just rubbing shoulders with some big dogs. That is the definition of an influencer. What was um, Andy down? Is what was Andy doing? Is he a Lulu man? No, I don't know. I just um, Zacha said to me, he goes, oh, I heard Andy's going, and I just sent him a message saying, I can, I'm driving past Benny. I'll pick you up on the way if you want. So, which is dangerous bringing a guy from Bendigo, like, giving him free beers for the night. Like, he um, he made the most of that, which was good. But um, we got talking to this one guy, a real big dog manager, and he, gave, he, he found out that we were pretty into running and stuff. And he gave us this question, which absolutely stumped me. He said, we've got, you know, we've got a client, wants to spend a lot of money in the athletic space, but wants to see success in 2032 at the Brisbane Olympics. Ideally, they make the Olympics and start making a name for themselves in 2028. You guys are into running. Tell us, where do we invest in early to start getting footage of them and like letting people know we're on the bandwagon early? And what do you mean like, getting footage of them? Well, getting footage of them? Yeah, so like when they're a big name in like 2032, it's like, hey, here was Brand X alongside them 10 years ago, like videotaping them in training. And so stuff. he's asking who he's like, that would be. He's like, who's your hot tip? We got some money to throw. We want to get on early. Who are you throwing it at? I'm well, like, it's, I'm like, it's, fantastic question. They're probably like 16 now, these kids too. You wouldn't even know. 2032, so yeah. that's... What, nine years? Nine years. I, I would Cam still be, get, I'd be getting on the two Amy Bunnage Cam Myers. I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's kids like that want, are younger they than They want it. a medalist. And I'm like, medals are hard to get in track and field. They're talking about Australia or elsewhere? Yeah, Australian. So they want them to like be on cereal boxes and stuff around the Brisbane Olympics. It was a good question. It's a real good question. Who you got, Croaks? Who you signing early? Signing for a ten-year contract? Well, the problem is I don't know really anybody. Like I don't know the the people coming through that are younger than Cam. Like because I don't, I'm not really into nine the, years. They could be twenty-two now and thirty-one. He could be a marathon runner. Yeah, well, I still think Cam's like a pretty. When that, like the problem is with all of this is it's mm. like nine years is a long time in the life of a runner. Mm. Like especially given. You know, injuries, um, just oh, yeah. you people realising they money here. Couldn't, couldn't be asked doing it anymore. Um, but, yeah, in terms of, like, medal chances, like, what, Cam's, you know, Cam's world class as it is and he's not even 18. Mm. Yeah. It was an interesting concept. We made a good conversation there for a while. We tried to get you a skincare deal, Moose, because we started selling you off to, like, all these different big dog managers and stuff. So um, keep an eye out for that. <laughs> Maybe, Real productive use of your time yeah, down there. Yeah, yeah, maybe start. No, maybe sign a big deal in the Melbourne running space for a road to Chicago marathon series later in the year. So it was a fun night. It was good. Anyway, so um, oh. Brady, the guy that was asking you these questions about, like, what sort of industry was he in? Yeah, like sports talent management, like big okay. AFL players, big swimmers, wants to wants to sign some big athletic people. You could also argue that um, look towards our field events, like our, the, the technical the technical areas of track and field, because that seems to be where we're more chance of meddling at the moment. Yeah, but you reckon you're getting on like a wee big box doing that? Don't know. Mm. Well, do you reckon this bloke is interested in a distance running right now? After he, he realized, knew it. Like... He, knew, he knew the stuff. He knew his stuff. What he knew? How I want to get. I want to get him on. Was? 
Oh, yeah, 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 100%. Yep. I'll tell you more about it. I've got that many good whispers that can't be repeated in my whispers segment, but I'll, I'll tell you some stuff off air. Why not? They're whispers. They're yeah. whispers. But I've already, yeah, I've already started giving away too much about where I've got them from, and i got a good one for tonight anyway. So that was good. It was a good night. It was good to um, yeah, see, see how Melbourne operates on a Friday night. And, you know, Moose Lululemon events, they do things well down there when they put on an event. Um, so you're, ambas- you're their ambassador, so... You were there at the Gold Coast. You saw that one. You've had some first-hand experience. Saturday morning, woke up a bit dusty. And then this is a great um, carry-on from last week, Moose, when you were talking about Melbourne running locations. Saka tees up to meet a few people at the... Um, is it Yarra Boulevard, where the half marathon is, Burnley? Yeah, oh, just, I guess so. Yeah. And you just go up and down there on the footpath. People, for a jog? Yeah. People riding bikes on the footpath, people carrying boats across the footpath, people walking, <laughs> concrete. And, like, they've just got no good running spots in Melbourne. Right. You know, there, there's probably, like, 10 minutes away from getting in Studley Park. Fucking brilliant place to run. Oh. None, of them li- none of them like it because yeah, it's, it's single grim. track and it looks slow and... Like, get on the trails. Yeah. We're we're having this discussion tonight. The city people that come down the surf coast, soft. Mm. No good on hills, ever. And they have hills. They have, Studley Park's a great spot. Just up and back we went a couple of times. Some good conversations, some good people in there. You know Alf Falela? You know Al? Used to be in charge of Al. Yeah, he was good. And he was real high up in the Collingwood Army. Like, I think he's on the leadership team, so we were talking heaps about that. Is he really? Yeah, he's a... He does love it, doesn't he? You know who else is a mad Collingwood supporter? Magnus Mickelson. Like, (laughs) incredibly, like, yeah, passionate. So there was a good conversation. Bad place to run, but some good conversation. Drove home Saturday, Sunday, got out with Archie. Um, Yeah, we did 32K at 354s. Got rolling, felt good. And then Sunday, because I hadn't hit my 150k for the week goal, I got out for a Sunday double, did 5.5k at 4.33s. Um, and I know this probably doesn't help my fitness at all, but the principle of setting a goal four weeks ago that I wanted to run 150ks for a month in a row and um, skipping a double Friday night to go to that event and potentially being a bit hungover Saturday morning to not do more running, I was like, I've done the crime, I've got to do the time. So, yeah, a bit grim getting out there on a um, Sunday afternoon, but got it done. So that was 151 for the week. Tick that box and starting to get pretty fit, I reckon. Well, 145 heart rate. You are flying. You're in 220 shape already. Mm, I don't know about that, maybe. Hey, when do we hear about Osaka? Yeah, I don't know. I've got to, you've got to log into your profile. It's probably already there. Oh, is it? I told you I, I entered Chicago. I got into that today. They sent me an email back saying, yep, we got a spot for you. What, did you send them personal, no, personal request? No, I just filled out that thing that I sent through to you yesterday, that development program thing, because there's only 300 spots. Then they sent back saying, we'll get back to you within a week to see if, you've got a, if we've got a spot for you. Then they, I woke up to an email this morning saying your entry's been confirmed. You're in for 2024. Mm. Get in quick. Croaks, you qualified as well for a 40-plus-year-old. Get in. How do they call that development program when he's 40-plus? <laughs> I, I think it's like development is in like you're not that good of a runner. It doesn't matter what your age is, but we'll give you a start near the front. <laughs> you get bottles? I don't think you get bottles, do you, Croaks? No, I think it's more just a like tent near the start line and finish line um, and toilets and, a, a, yeah, a bit like... The Berlin setup mm, without the runs. drinks. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and you're not next to Kipchoge or Kipton. Oh, I reckon mm. we would be. Well, I think nah. just behind them. I, th- I think is there yeah. only 300 spots, Moose? Different tent. I think you're separate. Oh, yeah, I think maybe. yeah. I think you have a different tent, but the tent's in the same area, so you would you would see those guys. You're not having two thirty blokes sitting next to Calvin Kipton on a bench. You know, Croaks qualifies as a high performer too from his time from right. Gold Coast. What do you mean high performer? So like, like um, so he gets into the development program, but he also gets a free entry, which is like four hundred and fifty bucks. Four hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, I think so. Two two fifty US. Yeah, what's that convert to? Uh, well, yeah. Well, isn't that isn't that just under double? Yeah, it'd be right? two, yeah, it'd be two hundred and it'll be sorry, four hundred and something. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Sorry. That's how much it costs to do the marathon. That's mm. a world marathon major. The world record set there. So is Sydney's gonna to be too. How much does that cost, Enter? Don't know, but I surely not. not I reckon that. it was like a hundred bucks in some weeks. They were yeah, promoting it. Demands a bit different to get into Chicago than in Sydney at the moment. Good to see they're looking after the uh, older folk. I just love that Croaks is going to be on the start line as a high performer, and you're not Moose. Well, I've run fast. Well, in in the qualification hey. period at the moment, I've actually run faster than him. I know that's why I think it's funny. I was I'm so Brady when you, my entry in. when you sent that through yesterday. I'm like, well, firstly, uh, have not been given the all clear to train for a marathon. Two, my last marathon was 2022. There's no way that's going to qualify me for a 2024 marathon. And so I jumped on Chicago, and I'm like, holy shit! Like the qualification period starts from the first of January 2022, and I'm like, well, I ran yeah Gold Coast that year. Um, and then I had a look at all the times, and I'm like, yeah, it's sub sub 230 for for over 40s for the high performance one. So good, I love it. So put your entry in. You got nothing to lose. Just nab one of those 300 spots. Four hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. Well, you'd have to pay. You have to pay four hundred and fifty moose. Yeah, you're not oh. a high performer. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon you boys chip in for that. And Brady. You're and Brady good. just snuck in. Yeah, it was two twenty one for people under forty, and I've I just snuck in by oh, 35 seconds, I think. So I guess I'm more high performance than you, Brady, because yeah. I snuck in by like six minutes. Yeah, the bloke with the sketchy heart <laughs> is a high performer. I like it. So yeah, that's what's it's good to get that locked in. Maybe we can get like a brand or something to pay for your moose. We can oh, yeah? pa- partner with a brand. You can do some influencing on your social media. Like what? Something like that. Worked well for you when you went to Osaka with Mizuno. <laughs> I reckon <laughs> Lulu would get me there. What do you reckon? Yeah, maybe you could go on that road to Chicago show I'm talking about. Yeah. Let's, uh, we, could all, we could all be on the road to Chicago. We could. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Just off air, off the, off the, um, behind the paywall for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. Put Toby and Christian on this one. Someone else. <laughs> anyway, I'll talk about those boys in a second. I'm talking about Patreon content, but let's firstly thank some people. Who you got, Crooks? I've got Luke Campbell, and Luke is living in Norway. Now, Luke Campbell doesn't sound like a very Norwegian name to me. So, Luke, if you're listening, reach out and let us know whether you're like an Aussie living over there or whether you are, in fact, Norwegian. But, no, um, he's Aussie. He's is run, he? Good run, strong man, Luke. All right. Okay. Do you know much about him? Uh, coached by Matt Gunther. Okay. He, um, uh, I think he's big into his bike riding, like you said there. Yeah. I reckon he's I'll... got a couple of kids. Yeah. Yeah. Did I meet well, him at through Valencia what... last year, Crocs? You Did go you? through your stuff, but I just see he ran Valencia last year, and I reckon I might have met him. Met him. 
Yeah. All right, we'll go through what I found out and you can add afterwards. Um, he's run sub 16 minute 5K as a 40 plus year old, which is pretty good going. Ran, yeah, 229 at last year's Valencia Marathon. Runs for Bratsburg IL, which was established in April 1931. Not sure what IL stands for, though. Um, and recently finished third in the uh, Purcell Pay Marathon in two hours 36. Uh, looks like he's very handy on a mountain bike. On some of his Strava um, pictures, he's like massive air. Um, and, yeah, just a big outdoors guy. Um, yeah, there's pictures of him sort of up on top of mountains with, um, yeah, basically cliffs either side. So thanks for your support, Luke. Yeah, I met this bloke. He's a bloody legend, Moose. This guy. Yeah. Mm. Have you met him before? Or just you know he's paying you. I, I haven't met him um, in person before. Yeah, he's a great bloke. Met him at the shakeout the day before. Yeah. It seems like one of those just naturally fit guys and, and and really handy at sort of lots of different things. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you. Thanks. Thanks for bringing back those memories, Crokes. Good work. Right. Thanks, Luke, for uh, supporting the show. Who you got, Moose? I have Dominic Rorty from London. According to Power of 10, Dominic has PBs of 35.26 for 10K, 79.43 at the 2022 Dornay Lake Half Marathon and 2.48 at the 2022 Frankfurt Marathon. Now, quick, going to throw to you boys. You've got three seconds. Pick the one you want. Uh, 10K. Mm. Yeah, 10K. Yeah. Too late, Croaks. <laughs> Buzzed out. Um, think he is a senior director, alerting operations, alerting operations at Datamin. Datam- I think it's data miner. I think it's how you pronounce it. Oh, it's data miner. Up- yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Data miner, but with no E. Yeah. Someone already created that business. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, puts real time artificial intelligence and public data to work for our clients. Yeah. Oh, he's one of those cyborg lovers. <laughs> That's a future, Moose. That's a I'm future. not sure about this. I'm real worried about this this AI stuff. I don't like it. Mm. I don't like it at all. I don't – yeah. just seems like it's going to – oh, just why can't we be humans again? Humans talking to humans. Doing human stuff. Yeah, times are changing, Moose. Times are changing. They don't have to, though. We're the ones changing them. You reckon just pull it out, the plug? Yes. Pull the cord now before it gets too deep. Show too me much, where too the, much money show, to be made, Moose. Show me where the real benefit is to this. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Yeah, I don't like it. I do I do notice, though, that like, Siri's getting better in my car. Like, I can, like, say stuff and just, like, just pick songs. Mm, I don't use Siri. Yeah. Try it out next time you're there. Never. Oh, no, just turn on. You hear that? I did just turn on then. (laughs) Something just come up on my phone. That's how good it's getting. Oh, shit. Go away, Siri. That's how good it's getting. So you've taken us to London. Croaks has taken us to Norway. I'm going to take us to Moama. Dan Casey, possibly from Moama, it says here. Estimated best 5K of 21 minutes. Ran 43.49 for 10K at last year's Jono's Run. That's that one I organised, boys. And 95 minutes at last year's Melbourne Half Marathon. Nothing on Strava since March, which I had a look today. His last run on Strava was 
about 35k of the marathon at Wangaratta. So I don't know if something went bad that day, Croaks, when you were doing your research, mm. if you found out anything. And he um, was a DNF maybe at Wangaratta and then hasn't been on Strava since and seems to enjoy fishing, going by his Strava, Strava profile picture. Has a big picture of a Murray Cod there. So a massive uh, thanks for your support, Dan, Luke, and Dominic. You don't know him? You don't know him, Brady? No, I don't. The name rings a bell. There's, um, I reckon there's Casey Builders in town. And I taught some kids with the last name Casey like 10 years ago. But yeah, I had a look at where he runs. Yeah, he runs around near my place. Probably ran past him heaps of times. But I couldn't put the name and the face together, Croaks, mm. which is odd for a small town. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure we've passed each other and given ourselves a good morning in um over the years um patreon monthly kicked off the other day with christian and toby moose is also doing a monthly episode coming out any day now and so is croaks so you'll hear from some old friends of the show um about what they've been up to since they were on some of our road to series so uh people would have heard christian and toby drop the other day that was before that big ingabritton news came out about the allegations towards um from the kids to to gert so we didn't talk too much about that, but we talked about everything else that happened in the running world. And um, one thing, boys, I had a bit of an argument with the fellas. They seem to think the gap between your two runs when you double doesn't really matter. Yeah, I listen to this. Am I, I correct thought, here? I was like, yeah, it does matter. Yeah, It does I'm matter. For yeah. I'm for you. Chriso, if Chriso knew everything like he thinks he does, he'd be running a little bit faster, I reckon. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you know, but when you know when it's two against one though, you you sound mm. like you're the incorrect one, and I'm like, oh, I'm right here. So yeah. there's a bit of chat about that, and also like the whole don't do a cool down after your workout, just get straight yeah. in the car. That's there's got to be some science behind that as well. There's a reason most of the world doesn't cool down after a workout. Like if the time between your double, like your two runs, didn't matter, I, I'd just do it all as one. Hmm. Like just stay in your kit, wouldn't you? Go home, <laughs> yeah. have a smoothie, watch TV for half an hour, let that clear, and then go again. Of course it matters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I actually spoke to one of my athletes a couple of weeks back. He like did a session with us Friday morning and like we'd finished at like eight thirty and he was out sort of before lunchtime and I even like said, Oh, it's probably like a little bit too short um for the for the double run. So like yeah, I, what was it? I think people say like is it five hours, six hours, something like that. Mm. Well yeah. I like doing as many as possible. Like when you can pull it off, yeah. Anyway, there's plenty of conversation about that on patreon.com forward slash inside running podcast. Moose, have you locked in your guests? Yes, locked in. Well, we're you recording. Sorting out, sorting out the right time for it. Hopefully, it'll be this week. Okay, good. Croaks? Still sorting the time out. You I haven't it? locked it in yet, but because um, I'm waiting for one person to get back into the country. You won't have any trouble locking those those fellas. Nah, they, won't, they don't even need me. Yeah, yeah, true. Just going to turn the recording gear on for him. Yeah. yeah. This week's episode of the Inside Running Podcast is proudly sponsored by On. On Track Night Series takes over the Zatapak 10 this December in Melbourne. On believes running is a community sport and that together we can achieve more. Just look at OAC. They race alone, but they run for each other. Individually, they're strong, but as a team, they're taking the world by storm. They're proving that community is key to performance. On Track Night celebrates the running community. On has handpicked events around the world that embody this ethos. The shared passion, the competition, and the camaraderie, it's all there. These aren't your standard races. They're high energy affairs with loud crowds pushing athletes to greater heights. They're rooted in their local community and always bringing something new to the table. They have their own unique local flavor, 
but they all champion their community. So join us as Lakeside Stadium comes to life on December 2nd. Visit ontracknights.com for more information. Uh, Valencia Half Marathon was probably the big race over the weekend. We nearly saw a world record, just nine seconds off. Kibby Watt Candy was. He ran 57.40. He beat Yomef Kajelcha by one second, 57.41. And Hagos Gerowit was third, the Ethiopian, um, in 57.41. These blokes are just flying around the streets of uh, Valencia, absolutely sprinting what looked like the whole way. Good kick finish, probably... No surprises that we see fast times in Valencia. Ed Goddard was there. He ran 62.52, which wasn't a PB, but a massive improvement off his World Half Marathon Championships when I think he was six. So I did see any Strava as well. This was two weeks after COVID. So it's good to see that Ed's tracking back in the right direction. In the women's race, Margaret Chalimo, she won in 64.46. Irene Cheptay was second in 64.53, and Jeanette Chepdenetich was, any relation to Ruth Crokes, do you know? Not, not sure. She was third in 65.15, so uh, rapid mm. on the women's side, but I guess when um, Giday ran 62 high there, 62.46 mm. doesn't actually look that rapid, even though it's a yeah, an astounding time. Bloody, bloody good race, that, that men's race. Oh, it I- was, wasn't it? Really didn't see too much of the women, so but the men's that top four, like I always thought Bragg was in fourth with Bass mentioned as well. I thought he was going to come back at him. Well, he he looked like the aggressor at about 13, 14k. He's pushing off the front. I'm like, gee, you would have thought Borrego would have had one of the better kicks of the group, but then you look around, you're like, oh, Gebra, he what? Kajelcha, they're all like 12. 40 guys, insane the level that was up there. And it kicks different at the end of a half as well compared to, you know, he's used to being on the track. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I thought. Gebra, he forgot to kick. He was like, looked at his watch as the other two boys were kicking off, um, Kajelcha and Candy, and he just didn't run with them. And it's like he was like, oh, no, this time's good enough. I'm I'm fine. And Candy was the last one I thought was going to win like he was doing all the work and he looked like he was battling the most and you would have thought the half marathon guy is probably not i mean i know he's more than a half marathon guy as well isn't he He used to hold the 10k did he hold the 10k road record as well Mm, i reckon i don't know have a look at that i reckon he might have um or was that ronix actually yeah ronix ronix definitely held it yeah but i i thought I thought it was going to be Gebra Hewitt. That's that was my call, and it wasn't. Both the Spanish then, records went down as well for the men's and women's. Yeah, you know what? Guys pace two two forty four per kilometer. Like it's just crazy to think. Like you know, Brady just recapped his week doing sixteen three hundreds and probably had a handful at that handful at that pace. Sorry, what did you say it was? I was just reading this. Two, I think it's two forty four per k. Yeah, I was banging and, it to try to see two fifty on my watch for fifty seconds. Yeah, you had a few towards the end that were faster than that. But, like, these guys doing that for basically an hour, it is just incredible. Like You watch them when they take corners. That's when you really yeah. notice it. Because like, they almost have to, like, they almost go sideways because they can't control their bodies. <laughs> yeah. Like, drugs or no drugs, it's just incredible that a human body can run that fast for that long. Like, yeah. And, yeah, the, you should have seen the Spaniards, though. Like, the guy who, the, the Mayo, yeah. that bloke... I saw him at about the 3K mark. 
he mechanically he could not run any faster. He would have run an 800 meter race the exact same pace as what he was running the half. That that didn't look right to me. Someone sprinting the entire half marathon like all out in terms of their um, running technique, it and and being able to aerobically just handle that. I, mm. I, yeah. it, it that that is one of the. Uh, he ran fifty nine forty five or something, didn't he? Yeah, it was very fast, and that 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 to me was crazy. But, I, I but, thought, but when Brett Robinson did that, he didn't look like he was sprinting. No, exactly. Yeah, he looked, that's the point he looked efficient. Yeah, he looked efficient, and he looked like, oh yeah, this is gradually going to get harder, gradually get harder, and then he finished quite strongly that day. But um, this guy was literally sprinting at the start and just held onto a sprint. Especially moves when you consider, like, if you're giving somebody advice on how to run a half marathon, you're like, well, you want to get through 13, 14K, like, feeling pretty strong and, you know, having something to give in that last 6, 7K. Yeah. And then you look at this guy and he's like, at 5K in, you're like, this guy's not even going to make it to 10K because he's got nothing else to give because he's redlining it. And it's way too early to be redlining it in a half marathon. But just keep, keep going. Uh, the race across our desk, Croaks, the New South Wales 10,000 metre championships. Yes, this one flew under the radar a little bit. Um, yeah, Josh Phillips uh, got the win there. So Josh spent a bit of time over in the US. I think he went to Villanova. Uh, he ran 29-23 uh, in relatively gusty conditions, I think. Tommy DeCanto, uh, Shoe Geeks fame. Uh, he was second in 29-44, and Andy Morgan was third in 31-38. In women's, Katie Pora. Uh, she's actually from the ACT. She won the race 35-41. Layla was second in 36 and Laura Simon third in 36-49. Excellent. You're cutting in and out a bit there, so apologies to anyone who missed hearing their uh, name, but I think sorry. we got them all across the uh, across the desk. What we might do, just while your internet catches up, I'll read the listener question for you, okay? Can you hear yeah, we can, can you hear, hear me now. You're just a bit patchy. Yeah, I reckon you just. I reckon right. you're still go patchy. The, um, Which one do you want me to read? Go the warm up and cool down stuff question. I guess given what you just spoke about. Okay, um, that is the second from the bottom. Second from the bottom. Oh yeah, is it? Bet this comes in from Web Jed. That must be an Instagram handle or something. Uh, is it beneficial to tack on slow Ks at the end of a workout to build volume, or is it just junk mileage? When you write programs, most you tell people how far to warm up and cool down? Uh, not specifically. I think most of my athletes kind of know that I expect them to run three to four kilometers, or three to five kilometers as a warm-up, and then three to five kilometers as a cool-down um, and if there's anything outside of the, that range, then I'll actively say 2K warm-up or 2K, like, shorter cool-down. And then I might occasionally say longer cool-down if I want that. Um, but I've never really given that to build volume. There's always been a specific purpose um, to, for, for those extra kilometres, not just weekly mileage. So what is the purpose then if it's not to build weekly mileage? Like if you just want to flush your legs, can't you do that over 2K? Well, I don't actually really ever do long miles at the end of a workout. 
like it's very rare I prescribe anything like that because if the work like I would prefer to give it before the workout so for instance like I, I would prefer the workout to be done on tired legs if for, for whatever reason you need the volume mm. um, and I would like if I would rather build volume into the workout if I'm looking for a longer session and back off intensity um, the purpose of the the like the purpose of the workout dictates the volume though so I'll look at the purpose of the workout and go how much volume makes sense for the to achieve the outcome I want and then I'll prescribe it and I don't go oh well you're short a few k for the week so do an extra seven or eight k on top of that that doesn't make sense to me yeah it kind of just adds up to what it is at the end yeah but yeah sometimes when I'm rushing to work and stuff I might only do like five ten minutes and I don't have any issues with that. But if it's a day when I'm not um, like tight for time, I'll do four or five K because I'm like, well, I can do this. I don't think it's going to hurt me for the next day. I, I'm kind of doing it to get some extra mileage in, but it's not the main purpose of it. Yeah, that's it's a good it question. isn't the main purpose. And um, I would never go more than five. I don't know. I've kind of got that in my head as well that like ideally it's, yeah, three to five. I remember one story and this was, this was, I'm going to say, 2016. 2016, Ballarat, um, 15K. It was the first marathon. Ali was running Melbourne Marathon. And I remember she went down there and she raced the uh, 15K. And she had a um, run to do the next day, which was like 15K or something. Um, but she wasn't going to do a long run. Or maybe she had a long run on the Sunday, whatever. But she decided that, oh, I've already done a warm-up and I've done the 15K. I'm going to go and do another 15K afterwards so I can just get my long run done so I can um, do something tonight and not have to wake up early. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Like, how can you pretend to be as a person of average intelligence and think that's a good thing to do. Um, and I'm glad she, was, she wasn't on the, uh, I'm glad she wasn't on that podcast with Christian and Toby. Oh, Cause that's very much like the time, the, the time doesn't matter between runs. <laughs> I heard that what he did too. And I thought, Oh boy, you're a lost soul. But no, she, she did it with a friend of hers. They had to fucking walk home cause she was so smashed and cooked at the end. And I found out later, I'm like, why wouldn't you just ask? instead of making such a dumb decision like that was and that was that was one of the last times she did anything stupid like that she's she's almost been like saintly about how she sticks to the program um she took something so ridiculous like that for it to happen but maybe it was a good thing in the long run but that's always an example i use of not doing that i still like people running a decent cool down especially people that don't run a lot of miles per week because you know, i often see people the like five minute warm-up five minute cool down and then you know the session it's, it's not a very big volume day at all whereas if because i feel like warm-ups and cool downs are pretty low risk way volume like i'm talking for i'm talking about people that don't run a lot of miles in a week because you think about if you do two sessions a week 15 minute warm up, 15 minute cool down. Like you're getting an hour of aerobic running in that um, versus people just doing five minute warm up. Like it does, it does all add up and help for people a lot. I think. 
Your internet's still a bit sketchy, Bradley. Haven't paid the bill, I reckon. Sorry. That's right. <laughs> but I know what you mean there. It's a good question. And I think, yeah, I think maybe me and you were answering it to start off with Moose is like, can you push that, you know, 3 to 5K, but then there is people that do like 10K cooldowns and stuff just chasing Ks. Well, you just done a workout. Like, yeah. It depends how hard the workout is, but I would have thought that that becomes pretty risky with how fatigued and that sore you'd be after that. Yeah. So yeah. this goes back to the purpose. So the purpose of Ks after a workout is to, to what well, I said, is to like flush the legs, jog some easy Ks, so then you can, I don't know, just not stiffen up and just like, yeah, just almost re- a re- start, relaxed state to start the recovery. Exactly. It's, not it to put more stress the, into your body. Kicks off the recovery process. Yeah. You, you can debrief with your friends. Yeah. You can basically review it in your own head. You can just sort of come down. Yeah, come down off it. One hundred percent. That's, so, that's yeah. the purpose of it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you're changing the purpose if you're adding big, uh, big K's there. Uh, Moose on the loose. What do you got? Oh, there was a story from last week actually about. I'm not going to drop any names, but there was a friend on course who uh, a Melbourne marathon and then a runner had collapsed in front of them and um, they they were on a bike. They rode down to the closest, uh, they were like um, the, what do you call them? Um, First aid? Yeah, there's like a, you know how there's... St. John's? Uh, I don't think there was St. John's. There's Isn't there another? Anyway, um, they were the first aid people who were sitting in their chairs facing away from the race, having a, like a coffee and a chat. So first off, like, that's not great observing <laughs> for anyone who's come into trouble is you're, you're, you're facing away from the race. Like, that's just weird. And then our friend has said, oh, there's someone that's collapsed up here. And they looked up the hill and they kind of, like, sighed and rolled their eyes. And they're like, oh, we've got to go up there? As if it was, like, a really... Uh, strenuous thing and it was out, it was like inconveniencing them and so they like got out of their chairs slowly and they poked around in their stuff and then they started trudging up the hill both very unfit people and it was taking them ages so the people that were waiting with the the uh, the downed runner ended up starting to try to help him down to them because they couldn't get there in time um, in the meanwhile they had like a motorbike and a car that were available for them to access um, distressed runners and they didn't use it. In the end, they got to the person who was barely conscious and they ended up calling for more people and um, having to bring the car up anyway. But I just thought that was pretty bullshit, like in how the response was when I know that the races pay a shitload of money for medical services on course. And that should just be part of your job. If you're rocking up, if that's your work shift, you go to work. Like it's not an inconvenience for you to help on course. Someone who needs medical attention, that's your fucking job. Go do it. Mm. Well put. Well put. Nothing to add there. Croaks, you got in, Dad? Don't know where Croaks is, Moose. Croaks' is internet, all gone. You're right about that bill thing. Yeah, Both been spending too much money on trips down the coast. Went back to work last week, though. They'll be cashing yeah. in. They'll be cashing in. You want to hear some whispers? I've got a big one this week. Yeah. A real Go. big one. Yeah, what is this? Yeah, so come in. This person um, requests to remain anonymous, but overseas listener contact um, from Sweden. 
and um, it come into my DMs asking, please be anonymous, and that was fair enough. But there's been a lot of talk about Calvin Kipton recently, Moose, our boy, most famously known as the guy who's um, broken the world record and ran like three... I know him. I've heard of him. heard of him, yeah. Ran three unbelievably good marathons, doesn't feel pain in the marathons. And all the talk around him is potentially the training program, the 300k weeks, maybe the shoes, maybe performance-enhancing drugs. But I've got some really good intel from uh, potentially close to the top. Something we've probably overlooked what it can potentially be. And I've been told that what might be in his drink bottle could be different to what we've seen in the uh, past do you know any, any more about this as a retailer, Moose? What potentially might be coming to market, I don't know, oh. three, six months down the track that that some people might be able to be using in, um, I don't know, like a test kind of protocols, testing You're, periods? So this is a bloke from Sweden. He, mm. doesn't work, he doesn't work for a certain company from Sweden, does he? I don't know where he works for. I just I just got told that they, they, they may have invented a new, I'll read the word for you. Was it so? Morton has a hydrogel, don't they? Oh, well, they've got a gel. Yeah. Is that what the gel's called? A hydrogel. Yeah, that's what they call it. Yeah, because he started getting real technical with some of this stuff. A bicarb product. Oh yeah, they've already. Yeah, this has been a thing mm-hmm. though. Is this it? has already been out there. Like the bicarb pro- product, the idea being that it can buffer lactate. Yeah. Um, it was meant to be a gel for like sprinters and stuff, wasn't it? For eight hundred meters and stuff. Well, think, lactate, like that um, bicarb was always used more for like middle distance mm-hmm. and like v- VO2 max type events. Like, you know, rowers used to do it, 800-meter runners, 1,500-meter runners. The problem was it used to always play with your guts. Yeah. So you have to, you have to time it right, otherwise you end up going and having, you know, go on the toilet as the gun's going. Okay. I've, actually, I've actually heard that they used this in the Tour de France, some of the Morton teams, um, like this was being used already. Te- like whether it's testing phase or whatever, it got used in the tour this year. Yeah, well, I'm hearing whispers that it's being used with Calvin Kipton. And he pretty okay. much is running at VO2. He's probably, he's probably going well, at that pace, isn't he? Two hours, not really. Yeah, mate, it was a joke. Could have, could have went along Come on, a mate. bit. Come <laughs> If you're going to make jokes, you've got to make other jokes so that we know you're funny. I made a joke taking the piss out of myself that my joke wasn't received well. <laughs> um, so just keep an eye out for that in the future. What's in Calvin Kipton's drink bottles? There could be more than this story than what we initially thought. I love that some marketing dude's just gone, I'm going to stitch this up here. This is brilliant. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plant a seed for the next Morton product. No, I don't think he's the marketing guy. Oh, it's some other Morton guy, though. No, no, no. I'm just on his profile now. Wanted to remain anonymous. Anyway, <laughs> that's my whispers of the week. What, there's another one in here. So I don't know who typed this in, but it says the marathon to be scrapped at the next Commonwealth Games. Who wrote that yeah, in there? So I wrote that one in there. Did you? Yeah, because I was driving somewhere the other day and on the news came um, in the sports section, obviously, about at the next Commonwealth Games, they're looking at getting rid of like they mentioned a few different sports. I think squash was one of them, a couple of others, and the marathon. And I was just like, what? Like, yeah. So I heard that on the radio, okay. um, which would be, a, well. Be a shame, you know, wouldn't it? Got a lot of success well, of that over the years. Yeah, I feel like there's other events on the track and field schedule that should be canned before the marathon. Like, I, you know, I said it last time, like, the Com Games is a bit hit and miss with, like, strength of fields. Um, but... From an event point of view, the marathon, I think, deserves to be there more than, say, the 10K on the track. 
Um, Always a good watch, the marathon. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Everyone can relate to it too. Think about so, Deke back in the day, those kind of things. Yeah. Care so watch McCann, this space. history. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's not a whisper if it's on commercial radio when you're going but to I, work. But... Yeah, but but then I tried to search for it somewhere and I couldn't find it. Mm. So, yeah. And it wasn't April 1st. Someone else is running the whispers on commercial radio. Anyway, that's all we got this week. What's coming up? Bernie 10, I got the field. Do you want to know who's racing this Sunday? Can I just guess him? Yep. Yeah. Jack Rayner. <laughs> Jack Rayner. We were trying to add up how much prize money he's won in the last, like, two months on our long run on Sunday. I reckon we got to about 24000 bucks because he's going to do this, then he's going to do Noosa Bolt. Yeah. And we had those wins already locked in. Dave, Dave McNeil? No, Dave McNeil. No. No, Dave McNeil. I did Sam hear... McAdee? I did hear it was um, no, no Sam McIntyre either. You're not doing very well. I did hear Seth it was O'Donnell. Seth, Seth O'Donnell. Uh, no, no Seth. You guys are struggling big time here. It's <laughs> an easy win for Jack. So Jack, Andre, Liam Bowden, Dale Carroll, Sam Clifford, Archie Reed, uh, Aaron Parker, your mate Nick Earl Moose. Um, who else is worth a name drop here? Logan Janetsky, Will Garbaletto. That's probably where the winners and the top ten is going to come from. Women's Jen want to Gregson? guess. No, Jen Gregson in the women's. Oh. No. Do you want to guess, Jeez. Moose? What's happening here? No. Uh, all right, Izzy Batdoor. No, I think she's in like overseas, isn't she? I'm just dropping the lo- the ones that love to run. Wow, I mean, women's. Oh, El- Eloise Wellings. No. Shit. Hmm. Sinead Diver is the headliner. Oh, okay, bang. Bib number yeah. one in the female section. But got to get over a previous uh, winner, I reckon. Caitlin Adams is also Caitlin, there. Yeah. Millie Clark, number three seed. Not sure how far she's going to run three day after, two weeks after a marathon. Um, Who else? Uh, Karen, Joy, we- Karen Blaney with a 34.06. Victoria Scassolonis with a 34.10. Samantha Phillips, 34.50. Alice Wilkinson, 38.06. Six, um, Isabel Hume, thirty-four, thirty-seven. Thoughts on those fields, Moose? It's not as strong as the part in the past, mm. is it? Yeah, These I think it says here yeah. that it's Ben Buckingham um, might be getting married. So there's a few people attending that wedding. Yeah. Did you say um, Ed Marks in the men's, or is he injured? No, nah, he's not in the men's, oh. and he didn't run What's Melbourne the, either. His name was listed he's, there. Yeah, I wonder what he's been up to. Not much, has he, recently? Mm, no. Considering how well he started the season, middle of the well, season as well. It's not a season. It's like, yeah. what's the season here? I meant Track- like the XCR season. Well, it's it's finished. Yeah. yeah. And the the track season has barely started. Barely might, started. Might seem at Vic 5K champs in a couple of weeks, maybe. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Put a watch on him. Um, what else is coming up, Croaks? What's happening up in, in Canberra? Uh, oh, I'm actually uh, conducting a running workshop. You know, um, F45 gyms. One of the uh, wait, one of the wait, not the wait, brand. Wait. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, so one of the yeah, so inside uh, F45. One of the yeah. So um, somebody that I work or some of the teachers at my school goes to F45 and and I wanted to do some sort of running workshop and so she put my name forward. So they reached out for me. They reached out to me. So yeah, Friday afternoon doing a a running workshop down at the lake. So What's that look up. like? Well, yeah, that's that's going to be interesting because I started following F45 on Instagram and it's very like high energy, absolutely bury yourself, <laughs> seems to be like bury yourself, which is, um, as you know, not really what we do as runners. So 
I'd say it'll be an initial, a bit of a chat about how you actually train as a distance runner and how like a week looks and maybe a bit of running technique and then we'll go for a warm up. And then I was thinking of just doing some like two minute reps um, off sort of one minute recovery, just um, up and back along the, um, well, where we do sessions on a Friday morning, it's it's nice and wide there and it sort of keeps everybody together. Uh, too long. Two minutes. A bit of a cool two down. minutes is going to be a two long time for those people. Way too long. Well, yeah. They're used to doing like I, 10 second sprints, Crooks. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not doing 10 second sprints. So, but, but. You get paid for this? Is a paid gig? Yeah, it's a paid gig. Jeez. But I'm like, I don't want, like, I don't want them to be burying themselves for two minute reps. Like, you just got to get through the day, the mate. You don't need to instill a love for running. <laughs> Isn't it 45 going into like. Yeah, didn't the owner yeah. like sell heaps of his shares? Wasn't there like a celebrity owner? Oh, was that um, Mark Wahlberg? Oh, yeah, yeah Mark, that's it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, it'll be interesting. I don't know how many people are turning up. I don't know. I'd ask what, to get paid up what, front, to be honest. What level they're sure. at. Um, but, you know, it, yeah, if it gets more people interested in running, then happy to do it. Yeah, great. How many people do you reckon they'll get? I <laughs> have oh, no idea. I don't know. Is there a poster or something you can share with us? Mm. They did put something up on there. Uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, if something comes up, I'll send it through to you. But I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, Moose, what are you I'll doing? Report back next week. <laughs> Oof. No, I'm doing a recording. We've got Shoe Geeks tomorrow night. We've got the monthly. Well, I think it'll be a new, a much better version of the monthly, to be honest. I'm not sure how monthly yours will continue after we we feel or record this one. Hang on, I'm talking to a guy who's injured and another guy who's not quite at his best at the moment. Yeah. So what I'm working with is not great, but we put a show together. You you're not yeah you're not working with blo- blokes who like who uh, was it Chris O ran an hour after the half marathon as if that's a good idea, and is like the number one pinup boy for running in Norway. Oh boy. He's going to break some people over there. Hmm. Um, what am I doing? Oh, yeah, I've got to record the shoe gigs. It's going to be a good one, I reckon. It's going to be a good one. We've got some new shoes to talk about. Got the 1080 V13. We've got the Romero 17. I've got a pair of Terra Kyger from Nike. What else is there? Hasn't been a lot of new drops lately, so we get pretty pumped about these. Uh, then the, the monthly should be really interesting, I reckon. Mm. May, may have mentioned a couple of the names tonight that will be on the show. Yeah, both of those people got mentioned. Yep, so got to tie up that. Tie up that. I'm going to do that now, actually. F45 share price is down 99.1% year to date. <laughs> All right, get out while check you it, Check it next week. No, that's what I'm saying. We get on now after this croaks job. <laughs> Morgan Mitchell's still the big draw card for that brand. Is she? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she does all of them, goes around the world with them. Met, she was with Marky Mark the other day. Was she? Yeah, in LA. I think it was LA. Yeah, not great. Um, it's also World Teachers Day on Friday, Moose, so I was thinking you could maybe think back to one of your primary school teachers that had an influence on your life and maybe you know send them a message, shoot them an email, thank them for their, for their job. Anyone out there wants to thank their teachers, Friday's the day to do it. Crokes, they'll have some special cupcakes and stuff in the staff room in Canberra, won't they? Yeah, except I, uh, I don't teach on Fridays. Mate, the guy's not a fucking teacher. He's a babysitter. Yeah, correct. <laughs> I got a. They gave out some like pins last yeah. year. Mine, oh mine went, mine, Moose, oh, you know, mine went. Mine went in the bin. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Do you lo- don't you love it when the person? It's like someone buying himself a birthday present or a birthday cake and bringing it in. 
Ah, the hey, union. Guys. The union usually comes in and does some stuff. Oh, the union. Yeah. Right, they're, they're the ones that fleece the taxpayer. They're the ones that get us pay rises, look after yeah. us, work conditions. All right, boys. See us next week. We'll do it all again. Have a good week. See ya. Special thanks to On for sponsoring this episode of the Inside Running podcast. On Track Night series takes over the Zatapec 10 this December in Melbourne. On Track Night celebrates the running community. The shared passion, the competition and the camaraderie, it's all there. High energy affairs with loud crowds pushing athletes to greater heights. Join us as Lakeside Stadium comes to life on December 2nd. Visit ontracknights.com for more information. Oh, my skin.